Welcome to Soul Silence and You are Sound. listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. Focused on you can anticipate freedom. being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Soul Be Simply. The eternal being. <laughs> and so right now, on this moment on planet Earth... We are celebrating this uh, holiday here in North America called Memorial Day. And that day is dedicated to honor in remembrance for all of those who served and uh, lost their lives in war. And so the reason I'm going to tie this all to freedom is that All of those soldiers, soldiers all over the world, uh, are participating in what we know as war. I mentioned this in last week's topic, not uh, war like on a battlefield, but the art of war. And the premise for these actions has been to protect, uh, help others, uh, protect freedoms, And all of this is basically put together on a very large-scale geopolitical level. So when we hear the word freedom, we might associate it with that, that, you know, people are going away and protecting, and uh, they might not return. And as I mentioned in the last segment, uh, that if we're not willing to see what is and we just want to stay where we're comfortable we're basically complicit in uh, supporting the atrocities here on planet earth and so it does take great courage to do that and so when we think about all the people that have fought in quote-unquote wars that's because they felt strongly from inside out that they wanted to uh, do right by whether it's their nation, by their fellow human, whatever the reason were. And so that was the action that was taken. And here from a North American perspective, that action has been taken to protect freedoms. Now, without going too far into a geopolitical historic conversation, I just want to Uh, set all of that right there and one deeply honor the people for uh, taking the action that they felt was necessary or uh, they felt was part of the solution to a greater outcome for all it takes a lot of courage to actually think about going into a battlefield where there are weapons and bombs and things you can't imagine and civilians, all these things that leave an imprint, not only on them, but all of us for certain. So I use that as an example because we can look at all of our veterans, all of those who were lost on battlefields as uh, examples of what it means to quest for a freedom. Uh, to help others in a way that we can't imagine. 
And then as a society, if we're really willing and want to move beyond that, meaning that we can settle our differences, that we can actually hold a very, very strong line in society where certain atrocities aren't allowed. So, you know, the result of all these wars, some of them are very senseless. Uh, others may be necessary to free people that should not be held where they're being held. Um, but nonetheless, all of this activity is again, a product of our own, uh, lack and willingness to evolve so i think we've you know let that wheel go round and round quite a few times and i really do feel we're at a point in society where we can have a transition a bridge out of that into the next but it's going to take some space because not everyone is there not everyone is even ready to see what is so what we can do as a collective humanity and a singular person is we can create that freedom from within if we're inspired to but it does require us to have courage courage to see the humanity within ourselves, but also to have courage to look out beyond what we think we know and the courage to harness your free will that's yours your free will is yours no one else has power over you and you have the freedom to choose how you want to use your energy and on a spiritual path when we continue to dive deeper into right action. It's a process because it takes time to understand or space. I should say it takes space to understand the true nature of cause and effect, the layers. It takes space for our ego to continue to fade away, fall away. Uh, it takes a lot of courage for that to happen. And it's not instantaneous. You know, when I see people out there, you know, body hacking, mind hacking, uh, all these things, uh, those are shortcuts. They may get to a place, but uh, can't run ahead in this process. It's not possible. <laughs> so yeah, even if we try. So if you're interested for yourself to harness some freedom, the key component to freedom is finding inner peace, finding a level of contentness with what is. Uh, also a reverence for what is and a respect for what is so often when we start to awaken the inner landscape our wisdom keeper we can be astonished when we start to realize that that what which we thought was is not <laughs> and then we have to 
potentially, if we so to choose, rethink what our relationship is, reimagine what our relationship is with the world around us. And so as a society right now, we're going through that. We're going through a lot of reveals and those reveals are humbling. And that's why it's important that we have the courage to look at it and then also see how we can serve it. Uh, some people are in the trenches helping, others are observing, but not ready to go into action. But remember, observation only gets us so far. Uh, so there's a, a reason for observation, but then it leads us into action and hopefully right action, meaning that it is in service to uh, others and self. And that's sometimes a, a tricky, tricky thing to figure out. But, you know, for those of you that are taking the space to listen to this segment, I would say that you have a propensity to be altruistic. You have a kind, generous heart and more than likely have some jagged edges, as I call them, that are ready to be honed, to be smoothed out. And within that process, we can find freedom. And so we don't have to feel oppressed by waking up. We don't have to feel uh, that we're not part of the crowd anymore. We actually can say, wow, what a gift. What a gift. I can see what is. And with that, then there's this clean, cleaner slate because a lot of things get reconciled in that process. Because once you start to see what is, you understand that you have a greater responsibility not to participate if you so do choose. Or if you choose to participate, then that karmic exchange will be a little bit greater. The, the debt ratio will increase. And this can happen on a spiritual path. People can evolve and then they can get tired. They need a rest. And sometimes that rest uh, is, gets a little wild and they might go off into left or right field until they're brought back by their eternal being saying, hey, time to focus again. So if you're interested in really uh, being courageous in this next moment, is that first I would love to welcome you to reflect back on those inner and outer things that uh, are repetitive in your life. I mentioned for you to look at last sec segment and think about, are you really ready to do something with it? Cause it can keep spinning round and round and round. And that's why observing is fine, but it doesn't get you out of the pickle you're in. And that's why, you know, a lot of people that will, become addicted to 
certain types of ceremonies, meaning plant medicines, or uh, they get compulsive with certain activities. They're really... uh, keep grasping for something to be shown to them so that they are free of it. And some of that happens. Some of that healing can happen yet. There's still responsibility. You know, once you leave the sweat lodge, once you leave the ceremony, once you're finished praying, once you've had an aha, there's a responsibility for you to take action for the betterment of your being doesn't mean you go repeat the same thing and you come back and keep doing that that's fine but that's that's not releasing because ideally when we leave this life we're freer than we were when we came in meaning that we didn't accumulate more baggage and we reconciled our past that was present for us in this life to reconcile it was ripe and ready to be reconciled and so we're freer. We, we can harness that freedom and really utilize it to really uh, harness our energy and serve in a deeper way. And so this is the other part of being on a quote-unquote spiritual path. is to remember it's not separate from the rest of your life. It's very much a part of your life. It's not just going to the synagogue or the temple or the church on the, your holy day. It, it's about embodying that which you know deeply on a daily basis. And for each and every one of us, it's going to be a little different because of where we are at in this moment in space. And so that's why sometimes people on a spiritual quest can get addicted to trying to uncover something when the reality is one of the most powerful things that one can do is sit their bum on the floor and be still. Soften your gaze like we do here. Give you that space to sit. I give you a little background noise so people, <laughs> uh, if they hop on, know that there's something going on. Uh, but really, that doesn't even need to be there. We just need to sit in it. And, and that process will do miraculous things. You will transform things that you don't even understand. You didn't need to know stories that don't need to be told or grasped on. We want to clean the trunk out. We want to move beyond what we think we know. And so I really, really encourage each and every one of you in this moment to just sit with what's ripe around you so you can potentially notice what's happening in your everyday life. You can notice your moods and your emotions. You can notice how you nourish yourself, your mind, body, heart, and soul. And you can notice where you've been slacking off or over-focusing on one area or another. And so when we want to harness in the present moment this freedom in our mind, 
that is a process of clearing the mind, emptying the mind, letting go of thinking, letting go of thinking. The more space you create, then you can hear. And I'm not talking about channeling people or any of that. I mean that you can hear. And that hearing isn't words. It's a knowing. And that knowing leads you to action. That knowing leads you to problem solving. Then you can use your brain. (laughs) You got to figure something out. That's what that brain's for. It's not meant for repetitive thought. It's like taking your car and running it and running it and running it when you're not using it. And then it's worn out when you get to it. So we want to just give that mind a rest. And then you have this great freedom that occurs because there's all this extra space there that allows you to listen, welcomes you to listen. And all that noise, all that unnecessary stuff that you created in your mind is gone. And then you can be present with what is needed of you in this moment. And there's great freedom in that. I know a lot of people that I've worked with and in the different uh, places I go to teach that would love to have their mind be completely free. And so to harness that is to take time to sit and do nothing and welcome the mind to be quiet. You can do that all day long, but having a formal sit is very beneficial because things happen when we sit in repose. And then throughout the day, being cognizant, if thoughts are coming in, bat them out, be responsible with your mind. And so then we have this physical temple and if we want freedom in our physical temple our temple gives us the ability to see where we have past karmas because we might have hindrances in our physical body even our mental body but our physical body and emotional body give us clues and so if we want freedom in the physical body just stay with the physical right now uh, then we have to be willing to do the work and that healing isn't so much about popping pills or taking herbs or I don't know, standing on your head or anything like that. It's really about creating space, creating space to welcome yourself to see on a psycho spiritual level, the roots, of that hindrance in the body and then it's ready to free itself and oftentimes when I'm in session that's why we have a talking portion to see if we could get some of that stuff to rise up and then when I work with them in their electromagnetic field then we can release some of that and that's why I have a sit and then have some sound so you can release the things. You don't have to hold on to them as a badge of honor. You don't even have to make stuff up as a badge of honor. 
It's pretty exciting to have freedom in our physical body. We can move, we can dance, we can run, we can swim. And so that's the power of it. And it's exciting. And then, you know, when we have greater stamina, then we can actually be of greater service to ourselves, our communities. We're not a burden on anyone. We can actually have the vigor to go out there and help others. So the other thing I want to go back to about the clearing the thoughts out is for those that suffer from certain uh, mental pathologies, those are afflictions in the mind, quieting the mind, emptying the mind is your gateway to freedom beyond maybe that diagnosis. Super powerful. And then we have this other aspect of ourself, which is the emotional body. And this, this is this bridge. It's this beautiful bridge. It's a bridge between our body and our soul, our karma, and the world around us. And so our emotions gives, give us, as I've mentioned before, it's like uh, signals. They give us signals to our physical body. If we're over angry or overheated, uh, this gives us signals to our liver. Uh, and so different organs are associated with different emotions. And so they give us clues like, oh, wow, I'm angry a lot. Maybe I need to balance a couple organs to help the psycho-spiritual healing happen. The other part is when we have emotions rise up out of nowhere, this is powerful moment because there's something ready to be transformed. So sitting in it is powerful. Seeing it or observing it, noticing it's great. But then what are you going to do about it? Just going to let it rise up and roll back down? It's kind of like letting something come up and then you just let it roll back down. Yet, if we're really willing, we can notice it. You don't even have to observe it. If you notice it, like, because it's charged, then you're like, ooh, I get to be with this. And if it's volatile, then you can, uh, rather than lash out or make quick knee-jerk reactions, you can pull yourself in. Or you can communicate to those that are closest to you that, so this is happening, and if they have the capacity, they might be able to support you. These, these emotions are helping us identify what's ready to transform, what's ready to be released, what's ready to be healed. And so with that, and a practice, which if you want to know more about, please send me a message, uh, you can learn how to let them roll out and it'll get easier and easier with certain emotions and certain conditions. And then sometimes karma is ready. So it's so ripe that it might create, you know, a little hurricane around you, but that's all right. If we're willing to be in it and uh, responsible with it, there's a lot that can happen. So that, that is a gateway to reconcile things in the physical body, 
past karma. It's also a, a gateway to help us understand the psycho-spiritual, the true nature of the healing in the physical body. And that creates more freedom, emotional freedom. So then our pendulum isn't swinging so far left, right, center. It's just really lightly in the center. And it may not stay there 100% of the time. And there's reason for that. As I mentioned, you might have additional karma that's going to come ripen and a volcano might erupt. A gush of tears might happen. A bunch of different things might happen, but at least you have the tools and you've been practicing and you feel confident that you can ride this wave. And so that's what emotional freedom can be like. You're confident and you know, you know that you can handle it. And then, you know, we have this mental, physical, emotional, the spiritual body. And so by clearing out some of this clutter, we free ourselves up so that we can spiritually feed ourselves. Because throughout most of our lives, we're tending to programming that's imposed upon us by external sources, by our ancestral lineage now by big tech and so most of our lives we've been programmed like a computer program and so we're responding to the, what's trending now <laughs> we're responding to the latest and greatest this that and the other and we're ignoring because that's the distraction we're ignoring our soul our eternal being the wisdom keeper in you. And so that's why it's not enough just to go to your church, synagogue, temple, uh, nature, just once a week. It's not enough. It's not enough. A daily practice of communing with your soul is so beneficial to creating spiritual freedom. And if we have courage to dive in, wherever you're inspired to dive in, you will uh, deepen and have deeper understandings of things that you thought you knew, but they shift because you're like, ah, ah, <laughs> wow, there's, there's wow moments. And when we have those wow moments, that what it does it do? It gives us more freedom because we're not in a locked perspective might still be locked but not as locked to be of service that innate inner wisdom is so powerful but we're in a culture right now on planet earth where a lot of people uh, create buzzwords they do a lot of copycatting they co-op things and they definitely follow mainstream narratives which all that does is create karma for all of us <laughs> And it keeps you from knowing thyself. And when you know thyself, you'll be what? Free, content, at peace. And you can serve from a very, very deep place in your heart. And so the path is not simple. And there is no one path because we all have a different karmic history that led us to here. We all have to 
hopefully accumulate some more deposits, aka merit, and we will all have to reconcile some of our past debts. And what a gift, what an opportunity to free ourselves. So with this being said, I would love for you maybe to take moments after the meditation and sound just to really reflect on where you're ready to create a little bit more freedom in your mind, your body, your heart, your, your soul. The, the, the entry points will be what maybe you identified if you listened to last week's segment. If you haven't, I recommend that you might do that. And then that freedom uh, will give you more space to really be of service. So, and I guess if I had to say there was any kind of shortcut, it would be via the word service. A lot gets taken care of like it does on the cushion when we meditate through service. Meditation is an act of service if done in a certain way. So, and I say that tongue in cheek is fine as meaning a, a shortcut. <laughs> so, it's all about how you show up. You could serve thousands and thousands of hours, but if it's there because you think you're going to get somewhere quickly, <laughs> you'll be serving. For, in that way for a while until you realize the truth about that. So what I'd like to do is welcome you in this moment to feel into the freedom of your body by sitting upright into a cross-legged position or if you need to stretch your legs out but if you can half lotus full lotus crisscross applesauce and then lift the back up then Drop the shoulders down, soften. Don't be rigid. Let the body be soft. Let the mind be clear, empty. Let the heart be open and clear. Let your soul release some of that luggage. Travel light. And then I want you to just take a nice, gentle breath in. And exhale out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good, again, inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, I want you to follow your natural breathing pattern. And then when the sound comes on, feel free to either stay upright, but you might wanna have a backrest or just gently slide down into Shavasana. And I will see you on the other side.
taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there. Welcoming you to just gently bring that gaze up towards the ceiling or sky. Move your fingers and toes. And then gently from there, rolling over onto your right or left side if you're lying down. And then gently from there, rising up into a seated position. And then from there, just gently welcoming you to bringing your hands together in front of your heart. Take a nice moment to express gratitude for all aspects of self. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And then if inspired, taking a moment to send some love compassion, peace, and gratitude out beyond here. A person, people, and or place that you feel it would be welcomed. Taking another deep breath in. And then sending it there with exhalation. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently moving your fingers and toes. And I want to 
thank you for being here as inspired drink some water maybe write down a few notes from what you're ready to free up within yourself until next time this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a soft gaze gentle smile a deep bow and a namaste be simply listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, aka She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply.